0: Welcome to the Niece's Nugs Podcast. What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Niece's Nugs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 11. Today on the podcast, we are going to continue talking about the cruise industry, but specifically talking and focusing on cruise ports. Man, the cruise industry is booming right now. And it is important for you to know if you get on a cruise, hey, where are you going? What are the options? You can Google almost any different places you want. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Now, people forget and they often don't treat it this way. But you can treat your embarkation and your disembarkation port as a port of call. And so, for example, if you're flying down to Miami, man, go day early and check out the city of Miami. You can do a stadium tour of the Miami Marlins Park. You can go to the Everglades National Park. You can go uh, to South Beach. You can most certainly want to go and get some Cuban food. Um, There's also a place called Jungle Island, which is kind of an animal preserve and garden place that you can actually find free tickets. They charge an admission fee, but we were able to get free tickets and spend a couple of hours there checking out different animals. So there's tons to do in Miami. You should definitely consider that. And the benefit of that is if you get there a day early, you're not stressed about getting on the boat because you're already in the city and you're not worried about a missed flight or a missed connection or something like that. So let's say you get on the boat. Now, for us, our first port of call was Puerto Plata in the Dominican Republic. For those of you who know anything about Dominican Republics, on the northern side of the Dominican Republic, there's two ports there. There's actually a port called Amber Cove, which carnival boats tend to use. And they just built a new port about two years ago called Taino Bay. And this is an incredible place that they've just built up and they've begun using it. It is awesome. And here's what I think you should check out if you go there. Now, obviously, in all of these places, uh, whatever cruise line you're in, they're going to try to sell you their cruise excursion from them and make a premium off it. And they're even going to threaten things such as, hey, the benefit of booking from us is if we are late. The boat will not leave you. This is true. Now, you need to keep that in mind no matter what you do, but don't let that scare you. Just plan extra time to make sure you're back on board at the appropriate time. You'll save tons of money over the course of many ports if you figure out how to do things yourself. Now, occasionally, there might be some excursion on a boat that is just, you can't pass it up. It's too good to be uh, too good to pass up. So you want to grab that if that's an option. But for us, we did some research and in Taino Bay, there's options to, to go to a waterfall or go up to a mountain. But what I learned was in Taino Bay, they had just built up this cruise port. And so let me kind of walk you through what that looks like. As you're getting off the boat, make sure you get a towel from the boat. Uh, the The boat gives towels away and then you return it when you come back on. And that way you're not trying to figure out how i'm going to dry off things like that and as you get on to the dock you can either walk or you can ride there are these complimentary that's right free tuk-tuks also look like a rickshaw that will kind of take people back and forth to the main area you can take it there we actually ended up walking and then I used it a couple times to come back and forth um, for different things, um, but it's free. You just tip the guys a couple bucks, and you're good to go. So you get to the main area. There's some restrooms. There's a welcome area. You just keep walking. You walk by some shops, and you'll see some people meeting there for excursions and things like that. You walk by a row of shops, and you come to this huge pool this entire pool area has been created for guests coming off the boat you grab a couple loungers we grabbed about four chairs for our entire family put our stuff down the pool is right there And then we walked around a little further. There was a a lazy river area that's kind of built on a beachy area where you can grab an inner tube and just kind of lazily float in the river. It's nice. But uh, at the pool, there was entertainment. There was a DJ. There was music. There was dancing. All kinds of stuff going on. It was close enough for me that I could go back on board and grab a couple food items if I wanted to. Uh, But they also have food and things you can buy in the area so you don't have to go back on board we spent the entire day there minus about an hour my wife and i decided to go check out the city itself of puerto plata now anytime you leave the cruise port you just kind of have to have an idea of your bearings and know where you're going and also, anytime you come to the end of the cruise port, you need to make sure that you have the identification you need to get back in because they do check for security reasons there. But as soon as you leave, there's also going to be people trying to sell you taxis and convince you to take rides and things like that. Well, you can walk from Taino Bay in Porta Plata into the downtown area, at, and it's super easy doesn't take long and there's a couple things you should check out you should check out umbrella street really cute town uh, area where there's a street where umbrellas are hanging and it's just great pictures and really um, some cool shops and things like that there's also a pink street where everything's pink Um, another cool picture spot uh, there's a city square called independent square where famous church sits there and just it's a it's a a staple in the town um, I also like to go into some everyday stores that people in the area would actually shop at and so we did that a couple times we walked around for maybe an hour hung out and came back to the pool uh, and then relax the rest of the day. They also have some all inclusive options um, in the Dominican Republic that you can set up that excursion and do that. For us, this was great. Taino Bay was a great place to go relax, take the kids with us, hang out at the pool, swim as much as possible, and get back on board. Uh, and it was just, it was more than what we needed. So it was great. I encourage you that if you end up in Taino Bay, For this, if you go to Amber Cove, your options are going to be a little bit different. Uh, But, man, Google's your friend. You can check things out. But also think about excursions that you may or may not want to do. We would have just gone to a beach had we been uh, docked at Amber Cove. And so we get back on the boat. The boat pulls out. The next day we pull into St. Thomas, Charlotte, Amelie, St. Thomas. Great place. We had been there before. uh, And we actually did an island tour last time we were there. Uh, And so this time we were just – we kind of knew – What we wanted to do. I personally wanted to get on a boat and go over to St. John. But since the entire family was with us, we decided to just get a taxi and go to Megan's Bay. Megan's Bay is a famous place in St. Thomas. Uh, Many cruisers go there. There's taxis waiting for you right outside the boat to take you there. Um, There's not a lot of negotiation there, so sometimes you get kind of railroaded into a certain price and you get on there. Now, listen, the taxi situation is what it is. You're sharing, especially if you're going to one of these beaches, these famous beaches, you're sharing the, the taxi with about 20 other people and uh it's an open air taxi and there's no seat belts and you're holding on and so we put our kids in between uh the adults and we went for this ride now if you have been to St Thomas you know that it's not a flat island it is a very hilly and mountainous island in fact there is an area called mountaintop where you can look over and see all around and what st thomas has to offer but as we're going we we get on this we agree to a price we get on the taxi we go from south side of the island to the north side of the island which means you're going up 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 around these hairpin turns and then once you crest it you're going down and it gets a little scary but ultimately uh You got there, right? And so it costs an additional $5 for an adult to get into Megan's Bay. Uh, If you're under 12, it's free. So if you have kids with you, it's free. They drop you off at the main area, and they try to talk to us about a a meeting time or departure time. And the group with us was all over the map, so we just figured out, you know what, we'll figure out a way to get back. There's tons of taxis there. And so when you get there, it looks super crowded, and it is. There's a lot of people there because this is actually one of the excursions that – the boat itself takes, and so they're dropping everyone off there. But Megan's Bay is a big, big area, and the further left you walk, the less crowded it gets in. Honestly, it's super nice down there as well. Um, there's picnic tables sitting in the trees. There's restrooms, everything you need down to the left. The only thing that's not down there is food options, which they do have at the very beginning. But it's a great place. So if you want to be kind of left alone, hang out, go left all the way down the beach, and there's definitely some spots for you this was a fantastic day just hanging out chilling at the beach Um, and once it was time to kind of start heading back we found a taxi driver we negotiated price it was actually cheaper than what we had paid on the way there and we he just took us he didn't take anyone else he just took us we got back we walked around downtown st thomas a little bit uh downtown charlotte uh, and. and then got back on the boat. It was incredible. There's other options you can do. The first time we were there, we did an island tour, which stopped at some beaches. You can do some beach stops. You can do a food tour. You can do a walking walk around downtown. There's tons of things to do. St. Thomas is a really cool place, uh, and so make sure you explore while you're there. The next day, we went to another Virgin Island. This one was a British Virgin Island, and it felt like Norwegian was simply just throwing... stop on it Uh, tortola is beautiful and i was super excited to go to tortola until i saw our time that we were arriving at 6 a.m and leaving at 2 p.m doesn't leave a lot of time to explore the island like i like to without booking an excursion so for us the best would have been uh, to book in a pre-made excursion we ended up just walking around checking things out but book a tour if you want to. We thought about going to Cane Garden Bay, which is one of their famous beaches, or Smuggler's Cove, or even taking a boat over uh, to Virgin Gorda, and they have the baths over there, famous baths. There's there's lots to do, um, some snorkeling, all kinds of things to do. Beautiful little place, charming little uh, town right there. Um, but we just we had to leave it. We had to be back on the boat by 1.30, so not super Uh, excited about our timing there Uh, but then we got on the boat and started heading our way back we had a day at sea next so uh, we didn't really get to explore a lot of Tortola but the Virgin Islands are awesome Um, you feel safe and you can definitely just explore at your own pace Another day at sea, and then we end up at the private island of Norwegian Cruise Lines, Great Stirrup Cay. It's actually, uh, they were the first ones to have their own private island. And every private island is different. I've been to Carnival's private island. I've been to uh, Royal Caribbean's private island, um, which the Great Stirrup Cay is actually located right next to Coco Cay, which is Royal Caribbean's uh, private island. And so they're all different. Um, But what what makes Great Stirrup Cay even more unique is that... You tender. Everyone has to tender to the island because there is no main dock. Now the problem with this is it just takes such a long process. You're 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 sitting out in the sea, looking out and seeing Royal Caribbean ships docked at their port, and people just walking to and free uh, from the boat into the beach and things like that. And here you are. It takes about an hour. The process took about an hour for us to get onto a boat. The boat to go to land, the boat get off there, and then to get where we needed to go. It took an hour there, an hour back, and so you end up just wasting a lot of time. It's just kind of frustrating. Um, but in in all, uh, we had rented a uh, cabana. Family of us, you know, there's there was uh, eight of us, so we had gotten actually a villa. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. But to to get there, we had to check in, uh, and it was just slow. Um, and the whole island felt packed. We walked around. Uh, The main area several times, just a lot of people, uh, just really, really crowded. Um, I would not have really enjoyed it um, if I was in that main area with my kids, trying to keep my eyes on the kids and all things happening. Um, there were some shops. There were some things you could do. Definitely some activities. zip line course, ropes course, whatever. Um, there was food Food is included on the island. You just have to kind of, there's a buffet area and there's some other like a taco truck and some other things. But it just seemed really, really crowded. The, the, what we were was actually called the Silver Cove Villas. There's 38 of them total. And these are really, it's a really private section. And so you have this entire cove just for the people who were in these villas. Um, they were Inside air conditioning, if you want to sit inside, an outdoor area to sit, uh, really easy access to the beach and the water. Uh, it was fantastic. And um, we, uh, as a group, rented this from um, Norwegian Cruise Lines. And actually, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law took care of that. But it was something they they had secured from them. And it was great. It was amazing because of that. Um, we we had service. Anytime we needed something, they would bring us something. Um there were other cabanas that you could rent, and I would have been disappointed if I would rented some of those because they weren't really on the beach. They were actually up on a hill and right in the crowded area. It just seemed like they didn't make a ton of sense when they built them, uh, and so it, it was just secluded away from the actual where you wanted to be, whereas in Silver Cove, you had access to everything right there. Um, having been to several private islands, um, I would say this, that it felt like that Great Serp K had more amenities and more things than Carnival's um, Half Moon K does. Uh, but, uh, man, Perfect Day at Coco K absolutely smokes Norwegian Cruise Lines uh, Great stirrup K out of the out of the place. But if you're on a boat, if you're on an NCL boat and you end up at Great Sturb K, and man, I would really think about where you want to be um, or even getting there early because it just got super crowded, it was chaotic, it was hectic, um, and uh, I don't think I would have enjoyed the day um, had I not been in one of those Silver Cove villas. So the boat then comes back to Miami, and uh, I've already detailed this in a prior episode, but, man, getting off the boat was a nightmare. And so here's what I would say. If, you, if you're if you traveling, just you, maybe you and a couple, uh, or two adults, or maybe all adults, I mean, I really, really, really would encourage you to, to just load your own luggage off. Um, when you are relying on... The cruise line to get your luggage off and there's a certain time things, it just takes way too long. And so if you're not first off the boat, man, just go ahead and chill out and be the last off the boat because it is chaotic, especially if you're on NCL. If you're especially on Escape. they didn't know what they were doing and things like that. At the end of the cruise, I don't prefer to travel around. I know my in-laws did an excursion after the cruise, but we just went straight to the airport and flew home. So tons to do. There's some... Um, to call for you i think every place you go has something to offer uh, we knew we wanted to do a couple beach days we, we knew we wanted to just kind of relax this wasn't really about going and doing a bunch of stuff maybe when my my girls get a little older it will be um, but there's always something you can do and the way cruises get in your pocket even more Uh, is by selling you upsell stuff, whether it's excursions or drinks or whatever else. And so figuring out the best way to do these things is my number one recommendations for going to these ports of call. There's always something to do, no matter if you're doing a Mediterranean cruise or a Caribbean cruise or just going to the Bahamas or an Alaskan cruise. There's always something you can do that doesn't require paying a premium from the boat. If you you want to do that and take away all the worries, by all means, do that. Uh, But I enjoy going to see several, kind of crafting my own experience uh, and enjoying it that way. So that's what I have for you today. We'll talk about more ports next time I come back for a cruise. Uh, But, man, I'm telling you what, we got some exciting episodes coming up. So make sure you're staying tuned, following us, listening to the episodes, telling everybody about the Nieces Nugs podcast and helping people save money one trip at a time. Talk to you later.